0: Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll turn our attention to the last portion of our second lesson from 1 Corinthians. That section of scripture kind of pulls together the things from our Old Testament and our Gospel lessons, reminding us to whom we are to listen. What we received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we might know the blessings freely given to us by God. We also speak about these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual truths with spiritual words. Pray, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, a Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. It all started in the Garden of Eden. devil came to Eve and asked her a question. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And then he proceeded to cast some aspersions on God, implying that God was being mean, that God was trying to keep away from Adam and Eve something that was really good. He was setting them up to have to make a decision. Who were they going to listen to? God or Satan? Since then, all humans have been faced with that same question. To whom are you going to listen? God came to to Cain and warned him that if he didn't master his feelings of jealousy, those feelings of jealousy would master him. Cain didn't listen. He became the first murderer our first reading, Moses fulfilled his calling as a prophet from God and held before the people the idea that they were constantly going to have to make these choices of who they were going to listen to as they entered in the promised land. He pointed out that if they would continue to listen to God, they would be blessed and God would allow them to remain in the land. But if they started to turn away from God and to, to listen to the false idols, the imaginary gods of the Canaanites, and listen to the, the human wisdom of the Canaanites in whose land they were going to live, then they would end up losing the land. He encourages them choose life by loving the Lord your God, by listening to his voice, and by clinging to him. We all know that the one true God, the creator of all that exists, the one who has rescued us from the slavery of sin, the one who's leading us on the path that leads to the promised land of heaven, he's the one we're supposed to listen to. We know that. It's easier said than done, isn't it? Cain failed. Israel failed. We all failed. Listen to God instead of the devil and the wisdom of the world. Why is it so difficult? Satan and the world do a really good job of making what God says is good look bad. What God says is bad look good. He came to Eve and said, Yeah, you already know that that forbidden fruit looks really good you can be pretty sure that it's going to taste wonderful just like everything else that God has made in the garden but then he added it's going to give you something else if you need it it's going to give you the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to be like God problem is the devil didn't tell her that wasn't necessarily good it's not necessarily good to know what evil is, to experience evil. The best would be if you never had any idea what evil was. That's what God wanted. That's why he said, don't need of it. Devil made the bad thing look good. And Eve listened to Satan rather than listening to God. The devil's pretty good at that. He knows that we're especially vulnerable when we kind of feel down, we feel empty, we feel like something's missing, and so he might come to us and he might say, well, just take some drugs or, drink a little bit too much and, and that'll make you feel better. But he doesn't mention that when the drugs wear off or when you wake up with a terrible headache... It's worse than it was when you started. The devil might say, well, you can fill what you think is missing by using pornography. But he doesn't tell us that usually that leads to the destruction of relationships with real people who are closest to you, that it often leads to abuse or even trafficking, and in some cases, like Ted Bundy, even to serial murder. Doesn't tell you those things. Satan's ally is the spirit and the wisdom of this world. You've seen how that works over the last years. The wisdom of the world can find a way to justify just about anything they want to by calling it love bad and good so according to the wisdom of the world abortion is love you're showing love for that mother in a difficult situation who can't afford to have the child and some might even go so far as saying you're showing love for that baby that's killed because well it's certainly much better to be dead than it is to be unwanted that's the wisdom of the world The wisdom of the world is good at making bad things look good, calling bad things love. The wisdom of the world says it's unloving and judgmental to say homosexual activity is a sin or that there really are only two genders male and female. That's unloving, that's judgmental. And no one wants to be called unloving, no one wants to be called judgmental, especially Christians who know that God has called them to love everyone. We know what we should do. We should listen to the one true God. We should listen to his world, not to the wisdom of the world, not to the spirit of the world. It's easier said than done see, Jesus points out in the gospel lesson that even when we think we're listening to what God says in his word, sometimes we're really not. Sometimes we really don't understand what he's telling us in the world, but more often we tend to want to kind of twist it to make it fit our own way of thinking. Jesus wants to make that clear. He says, four times you've heard that it was said you notice what follows? God's Word. Right? You've heard it was said. What they had heard was what God's Word said. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not divorce. You shall not break a vow. So what was the problem? The spirit of the world, the wisdom of the world came in and said, Well, you know, it's okay If you hate someone, if you hold a grudge, as long as you haven't murdered them, you're okay. That's the wisdom of the world. Wisdom of the world says, well, you know, it's okay if you had lustful thoughts as you watched the TV or the movie or what was in the internet, or even for your neighbor. As long as you haven't committed adultery, you're you're Okay wisdom of the world says it's okay to divorce someone just because you really don't like them anymore and you just really can't stand to be in the same house as long as it's legal. See, the wisdom of the world likes to take those commandments of God and kind of twist them and make them fit our own desires. But what does Jesus say? Whoever says, you fool, will be in danger of hellfire. Everyone who looks at a woman or a man with lust has already committed adultery. Whoever divorces wife except for sexual immorality causes her to be regarded as an adulteress. And whoever marries the divorced woman is regarded as an adulterer. We know we're supposed to listen to what God says and not what Satan says, not what the wisdom of the world says. We know that We're not to make excuses, not to try and twist God's word so it softens the blow of God's law or doesn't apply to us somehow. But the truth is, we often fail. Like Adam and Eve failed, like Cain failed, like Israel failed, like the Pharisees of Jesus failed. How can we ever be saved? Paul says. What we received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we might know the blessings freely given to us by God. By God's grace alone, he continues to let us hear his voice in the word and Sacrament. By God's grace alone, the Holy Spirit continues to show us that the blessings from God are something that are freely given. We don't have to guess what he wants, he tells us in his word. We don't have to wonder how we can possibly be saved. He tells us what his plan of salvation is. He's revealed it to us. He's told us that Jesus stood in our place. That unlike us, Jesus always listened perfectly to his heavenly father. Jesus never listened to Satan. He never took Something God said and twisted it a little bit, so it didn't really apply to him. He always listened perfectly to God's word. And he always carried out the outward application of the commandments, but not only that, but even the application that God gives about thoughts and attitudes of the heart. He showed us what true love is willingly taking on himself the punishment that we deserve for all those times we didn't listen to God. For all those times we might have twisted the word a little bit and said, see, it doesn't really apply to me. It was in the world says that believing that you're saved because a Jew named Jesus died 2,000 years ago and rose from the dead, that's complete, utter foolishness. By God's grace, the Holy Spirit has convinced us that is pure wisdom, the wisdom from God for salvation. Paul quotes Isaiah, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived, that is what God has prepared for those who love him. He says, we speak about these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit combining spiritual truths with spiritual words. Paul and the other apostles tell us about what God has done for us in Jesus when they tell us about the glory that he's preparing for us in heaven, even though we can't humanly comprehend exactly what that must be like. We know it's the truth. These are the things that nobody could know. Unless God had revealed it to them. Paul says he's revealed it to us by the Spirit. These are things that are, are contrary to anything that any human being would come up with. Blessings freely given, that goes against all human wisdom. Human wisdom says you've got to earn it. The Spirit says it's yours it's a gift, one for you by Jesus. These are some things that Paul and the other apostles just made up. But they were taught by the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus promised, right? He promised that he was going to send them the Holy Spirit so that they could do something humanly impossible. Remember everything that Jesus taught them. And then the Holy Spirit was going to guide them into all truth, so that the things that they taught the things that they wrote, the things that are recorded and preserved for us today, they're God's word. They're the truth. They're his voice for us to listen to. When Satan tried to do to Jesus what he did to Eve, you know what Jesus did, right? It is written. He listened to God instead of listening to Satan, instead of listening to the wisdom of the world. He did that in our place. God says now that he credits Jesus' perfect listening to us, as if we always listen perfectly. He covers our sins of listening to the world, the wisdom of the world, the spirit of the world. He covers those sins by his perfection. It also reminds us what we can do. When it seems like Satan is still coming to us and is asking that same question, did God really say? When the wisdom of the world is calling evil good and good evil and we're confused, he tells us what to do, what he did. Open the word. Listen to the voice of God speaking to us through the word. Moses told Israel, still applies to us today. In his word, God sets before us life and death, blessing and curse. May we always respond as Peter did Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Consider all that God has done for you in Jesus and choose life. Amen. Please stand. Peace of God, the past is all understanding.